0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Creekwood is growing and we are so excited about the Future West Campus. If you're interested in learning more about the building project, visit creekwoodchurch.com slash beyond or click the beyond button on the Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Well, we're beginning a brand new series called Truth Today, and I'm excited about sharing over the next few weeks on what does it look like for us to uh, really understand what truth is. And so I want you to turn to your neighbor and just tell them, you need some truth today. Say it with some attitude, you need some truth today. Now turn to your other neighbor, your second choice. And tell them, you need some truth about your hair. (laughs) You got to cut that. No, I'm just kidding. We all can use some truth in our life. And we're going to look today. Our scripture is found in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. And uh, the apostle Paul here is giving the church of Ephesus... Some great truth. And he's teaching them about the power of truth. And um, I want us to look at these, these verses again um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. If you don't have your Bible, it's going to be on the screen, but I do want to encourage you to, to bring your Bibles. I know sometimes, we, a lot of times, we have it on our phones, but it's important to follow along and read the scriptures. The book of Ephesians, if you're not familiar with it, it's a a great book. It's really a letter that was written to a church just like Creekwood. The Apostle Paul is writing this letter to this church that is found in, in Ephesus. And this is what he says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth, by the the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. And let me just kind of pause there for just a, a moment and say this to you that, um, Ephesus was a very modern city. A lot of times we don't understand, uh, really how modern it was, but it was a very modern city. And, um, In fact, the people there um, were very educated. They had a lot of ideologies, philosophies. And there were a lot of people that were inside of the church of Ephesus that were even starting to believe a lot of the ideologies and the philosophies of that community. And they were taking these ideologies and philosophies and actually making them truths. And I was studying this and I was thinking about us beginning this series, and I, I, I so felt in my heart that this is the way we should start because isn't this true that we live in a world and in a culture that everyone is looking for truth? And I think we could compare what we're facing in our culture today to the same thing, that there are a lot of ideologies, a lot of opinions, a lot of philosophies that people actually make as truth. And I want to say this right off from the front today. I know what I'm going to talk about today. A lot of you are going to agree with, but I think there are going to be some people that aren't going to agree with me today. And I'm okay with that. You can be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> um, but we're going to look at this and, and um, because I, I think it so applies to us today. In verse 14, again, it says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there, by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming, verse 15, "Instead speaking the truth in love, not your truth. But the truth. We will grow to become, in every respect, the mature somebody say, mature. Mature, mature body of him who is the head that is in Christ. Let me read that again. Instead, speaking the, the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of, of Him who is the head, that is Christ Jesus. You know, when we're born, we don't know the truth. We don't know what truth is. When, when we are born, when your child, if you're a parent, When your child was born, they did not understand what truth is. They don't understand what truth is. You didn't understand what truth was when you were born. And part of the responsibility of every parent is to teach their kids what truth is. That you begin early on in their life to teach them what the truth is about, for example, an electrical socket that the truth is that you should not put a fork, a metal fork inside the socket, right? Those are truths that you begin to teach your kids and you begin to teach them what the truth is in their everyday life. And this is an important, probably one of your biggest responsibilities, one of your biggest jobs that you have is to teach your kids what is truth. In 2018, at the Golden Globe Awards, Oprah Winfrey stated this. She said, speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that we all have. And I don't have anything personal against Oprah, but there's no such thing as your truth. Or my truth, there's only one the truth. See, truth If you want to write this down today, truth is not something we make up. It's something that you and I have to discover. When you talk about what my truth is or your truth is, and we are living in a a, culture today that everybody has their own truth. And I'm just going to tell you right up front, this is very dangerous. I know we have a lot of students here that are in this room right now, and I want you to listen to me today because what I'm going to talk about today is really important for you, but I'm also speaking to parents because I'm calling you out. Because one of the greatest responsibilities you have as a parent is to teach your kids what the truth is, not what your truth is or their truth is, but what is the truth. We live in a culture today, again, that people are are calling their experiences the truth. They're calling their opinions their truth or their feelings their truth and Um, it's, it's very common to hear people say, you know, um, you know, you have your truth and I have my truth and, or pastor Stephen, I really loved your talk today. Uh, your truth, um, was really great. Hopefully you'll say that. (laughs) Uh, but, but it's your truth and my truth and we all have our own truths. And it's not that we're bad people. Honestly, I think that a lot of us are good people, but we innocently go around throwing around the phrase, my truth, your truth, and our truth. And again, um, we kind of start to slip into this where we begin to lose our navigation of really nobody now knows what real truth is. And I know as parents, listen, I know you got a, a tough job trying to teach your kids what truth is. But your emotions or your experiences or even your story, um, they're real. And I, I'm not advocating a denial of your experiences, or your emotions or your feelings or your story. Those things are all... Powerful. I love here at Creekwood hearing people's stories. But all of our stories, all of our emotions, all of our feelings and, and experiences in life have a level of subjectivity and bias. I want to show you this picture, and I'm, I'm just kind of, I want it. This is an introductory weekend to this series, but I really want to lay this thought out today, and, and we're going to see this picture of this dress. Uh, y'all remember the controversy about this. Everybody's like, no, it's blue, it's, it's gold. And my wife actually teaches on this. And it was fascinating last night to talk to her last night because she said, it's different. Different students will say, no, that's, you know, that's gold and white. Or others will say it's black and blue. And, and, and all of us have an opinion and, and it looks different to different people. And it's a just... It's different to different people. And here's, here's why I want to use that illustration today to, to illustrate this today is that if we're not careful, what begins to happen is we take our opinions about things, our experiences, of, uh, experiences that we have in life and we start to actually elevate our opinion to a place of being combative about our, 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 our experiences that we're making them as truths. And they're not truths. They're your experiences, but they're not the truth. I know that, look, everybody is, is talking about, man, we should all be wearing masks or, and, or we shouldn't be wearing masks. And, People are talking about everybody ought to get vaccine and some people are saying we ought, you know, don't get the vaccine and, you know, people have this opinion. If you, you know, if you wear a mask, you don't have any faith. You don't have a mask, you don't love your neighbor. You get vaccinated, you don't love God. You're not vaccinated, you don't love me. And we're actually elevating all these different opinions and we're getting combative about it and we're getting to a place that, uh, for example, if I don't see the dress as gold and you see the dress as gold, then I'm going to censor you. I'm actually going to cancel you. And we're actually living in a place now that we're taking our truths and we're bullying and shaming people for seeing gold or blue or black. Why has that happened? It's because we as a culture have decided that we are going to create our own truths. And we think it's innocent to say my truth or your truth or, or well, that's your truth and my truth and, and we think that's an innocent thing but listen, it takes us to a very dangerous place. What's even worse is that it begins to, when we're censoring and bullying and shaming people, all of a sudden now there's no conversation of what, let's try to find the truth because now it's just, this is my truth and that's your truth. And see, uh, number two, Sometimes what we are convinced is truth is not always truth. And, and listen, you, you take, for example, um, mask or vaccine, you know, masks and stuff. You know, my wife and I, we've disagreed lots of times. Like my wife at the beginning was like, I'm wearing a mask. I'm, I'm like, babe, I've been in every convenience store in this city to get Tic Tacs. And I probably already had COVID, so I don't need to wear a mask. When we first came back, church, my wife's like, I don't want to go in the building. I got to be outside. And I'm like, I want to be in the building. And these are just different opinions, but it's always changing. And what's really sad is t- today is that many people will leave their church for the sake of their politics before they will leave their politics for the sake of their church. And I'm not trying to get political. Please don't think this is about politics because this has nothing to do with politics today. This is about us understanding we all have opinions and we all have the right to have our feelings, but there's a difference between that and what the truth is. See, again, there are a lot of times that what we're convinced is truth is not always truth. Like for example, when I was a kid, I thought the tooth fairy was real. If there's any kids in here, I'm sorry. Listen, they know. That's why they look at you and they're like, Dad, really? A dollar? It's 2021. I need a fifty. That was a word. That was a good one. I need a fifty. Um but again, we're convinced that that something is 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 true when it's not like for example um, uh, it's just it's dangerous, and we could talk about a lot of examples of, of what we thought used to be true and in, in, and it's not true and and uh but those are your opinions, but you're making them your truth and you know, it's really interesting to me to understand why is it people use the the phrase "my truth." Why is it that people use that phrase? And uh, one of the, one of the reasons why that people use my phrase it's in order to elevate their perspective above about their experience or their opinion to make it indisputable. So, in other words, by calling it their truth, what they expect is everyone else to accept it on the same level as a fact. So when I say it's my truth, then all of a sudden it's like, well, no, it really is your opinion. But if I say it's, it's, it's my truth, then you need to, you need to respect it as the, as the truth so you can never disagree with me. Listen to what the Urban Dictionary defines my truth it's a convenient phrase for avoiding arguments because people can, can contradict your opinion, but not your truth. Your opinions and feelings are true to you, but are not necessarily due to absolute truth. The phrase is often used when seeking to justify a controversial personal stance or action because people are not allowed to argue with, their, with your truth. People want us, again, they want to use this phrase to immediately make everything factual. But I I just, I want you to separate this because it's so easy to begin to go, Well, I'm taking what social media says and I don't want to be offensive and I want everybody to love me and I don't ever want to be controversial and I don't want to like, so after a while, it's like, I just got to find my truth and where well, my truth is just that I just want to like, I don't ever want to offend anybody so now nobody knows what my truth is. Another example could be a 25-year-old guy living at home and his parents kick him out of the house and he's like going around telling everybody his truth is that he's saying, my parents don't love me. They kick me out. Well, their parents' truth is we love you so much. We want you out of the house because we want you to grow up. But it's a different truth. See, if you validate everybody's truth as the truth what happens when somebody commits a crime and there's evidence that they are guilty, but that person can go to the judge and say, my truth is, I, I, I see it as right. I'm okay doing it. Well, then nobody gets convicted of doing anything. I heard about a 69-year-old man in the Netherlands that actually petitioned the courts to legally change his age to 49 because that's how he feels. <laughs> he feels 49. Look, that's crazy. Like, I don't like being 55. I know y'all are shocked. I'm sorry, I'm 55. <laughs> y'all thought I was 30 or something, huh? <laughs> but 55 is like everything is like starting to hurt and you're like, you know, you go golfing with somebody like Pastor Matt that's like 21, 22 years old, and he's like a little kid, and he hits the ball like 20 billion miles out there, and my ball's like, oh, my ball's right there. <laughs> and, and I don't want to be 55. I, like, but it, that doesn't mean that my truth is that I, like, I'm going to make my truth is that now y'all are going to, Say I'm 30. If, I, if that's how I'm just kind of making up my truths. My mother-in-law, she's been lying about her age as long as I've been in the, in, in, in the family. She's always telling people she's 55, and that's been like, I don't know how long now. It's like, but you can take age, um, what about you? Remember, y'all remember in Washington, uh, there was there was a lady that that uh, she was a white woman with white parents, but she felt black. So um, she actually convinced people that she was black. She actually became one of the leaders in the NWACP until she was was called out and, and, and um, exposed for her false identification that she actually, she, her parents both are white and she's going around saying she's black, she's not, she's white. But she feels this so she's making it a truth. See, again, this is dangerous, and I really believe that we're at a crossroads where we have to begin to really look and see um, what is truth. See, truth is is fixed. Real truth, the truth. It's a landmark. God is the creator of all truth. He created the universe to exist and function on truth. Our lives are meant to be lived in sync with his truths, not our own truths. Truth cannot be something that is true for one person, but it's not true for another person. Truth has to be truth for everyone. See, if you, again, operate on this is my truth or your truth, and you can say, well, you know what? My truth is that there are no sharks in the ocean. And you want to go, listen, and, and, and you say that's your truth when you want to go, you know, tie on a bunch of steaks all over you and maybe get some hamburger meat and smear it all over you <laughs> and go deep, deep into the ocean and be dropped off, you're going to get bit, I mean, eaten up. I don't know what sharks do. Sharks eat you, right? <laughs> they, they don't just bite you. A mosquito, a mosquito bites you. Um, where was I at? I'm like I'm getting distracted. <laughs> here. Sorry. It's 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 easy to fall into this, and I know we're kind of making fun of, of like what happens in the ocean or whatever. But but do you know that that again truth? Um. Truth has to be the, the landmark. There is a truth that is, is fixed. It's a landmark. It does not change. There are examples of this in, in nature that are, are great examples for establishing God's indis, indisputable, reliable truth that if you ignore some of the, the truths of nature, harm is going to come your way. If you're a student here today and you're listening to me, what I'm I'm saying to you is that you have to make a decision where are you going to find the the truth. Is your life going to be aligned with with his truth or her truth? And listen to me, the crowd, groups of people are going to try to, to, to dictate. And you need to be very careful listening to the crowd, because sometimes the crowd is wrong. Truth has to, to be based upon knowing that truth comes from God. Truth comes from the word of God. It is, it is non-changing. It is, it is our guide in our life. If you've ever heard of what true north is, True North is a great example of nature that you can think of. But do you know that True North is actually a fixed place? It's fixed. It's unmovable. It's dependable. It's a landmark. All ships, airplane pilots, a hiker with a GPS system, they use True North. You don't want to be on a plane with a pilot who announces that he has his own truth. (laughs) That he's not gonna use the guidance system, he's gonna just, he's got his own truth. Jesus championed truth. John 18, 37 says, Jesus said, I was born for that purpose, I came to bring truth to the world, all who love the truth are my followers. John 8, 32 says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And students, listen to me. One of the greatest things you can do in your life, again, is is make the decision to say, all these things are great. Everybody's opinions are great. My friend's but what I want to do is align myself with the truth. I want to begin to align my life with, with, with the truth. Do you know that the truth sometimes hurts? That sometimes the truth is, is uncomfortable? Now, don't hear me when I'm say when i talking about the truth to, to say, well, man, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look around here and try, try to find some truth that I can go tell somebody that they're... And it's very easy to always point out somebody else's sins and their faults and all that kind of stuff, and we wanna go, well, here's a truth right here, bam. Or we wanna get on Facebook and we wanna blow it up because we're like, man, I found a truth right here and we need to tell everybody they're wrong. And, and listen, that doesn't work. If you're using... Truth, to be hateful, to be racist, to be mean to people, you're not following the truth of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul here in Ephesians talks about the truth helps us become mature. The truth begins with you and it starts to change your life and you begin to grow into maturity with the truth. It's easy to go, well, Pastor Stephen, what's the big deal? I want to use that phrase, and, and, and I like using the, the phrase of my truth, and listen to me. If you do that, what's going to happen is that you're actually sabotaging. You're actually sabotaging God's work in your life. When you base your life on your truth, you're sabotaging God's truth about you. This is why, man, it's so important to pass this on to your kids. Because your kids will never grow into maturity spiritually without knowing God's truth about them. If they're trying to mature in their life with all of these truths and you're sitting around and going, well, Well, son, daughter, well, what are you thinking? What's your truth about this and and all this kind of stuff? It's going to send your kids all over the place. And parents, adults, I'm I'm including all the adults in this place, I'm calling you out today. Because one day we're going to have to answer. Our generation as adults are going to have to Answer to what we passed on to this next generation of what the truth is. Don't get caught up in opinions and all that stuff. Listen, that's a part of the world we live in. But there ought to be something inside of you that says the truth is God's word and God's word is going to be the true north of our lives. that I'm going to allow God's word building this relationship with truth is so important see God's word God's word is truth and we can't just know the truth we got to love it there's a big difference when you you begin to love truth where you begin to say man I want to know the truth and you build a strong relationship with God's Word. And you learn to probe and to search the truth. And Students, listen to me. That's one of the most important decisions you can ever make in your life is to say, man, I, 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 want, I know my friends are saying this, and I know social media, and I know the media is saying this, but I want to know what the truth is. You get to a place that um, no matter what the cost, we want the truth. No matter how hard it is, we're going to build a relationship with truth. See, some of us, I know what happens is, is some of us grew up in churches, and I grew up in a very, very traditional church, and we've seen the other extremes of where people have taken it to, to, to legalism. And we've used the truth to say, man, we're going to go beat everybody up in the world, and, and, and we're going to be about all, a bunch of rules. And, and... Legalism doesn't work. But there's something so powerful that happens when I begin to learn what the truth is. And it it begins to change me and I begin to grow in maturity. You know, one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older is when I was younger, I thought I knew it all. And I thought I had to go and just say whatever to people and it didn't matter and... and, and be offensive. And, and the older I'm getting, it's like, I don't know everything. And, and, and God's changing my life. And, and man, I want to walk along other people and, and they see the change in the it, that's happening in my life. And I can share the truth of God. And there's something beautiful that happens when, when, when the truth is revealed like that, the truth, not your truth, not, not their truth but the truth that you say man the truth is God created you for a purpose that's the truth the truth is you better forgive people or it's going to sabotage your life that's the truth the truth is you better not live your life for yourself because you will live an empty life The Bible talks about all of that. I want to challenge you to to wake up to the the truth of God's Word and begin to say, this will be the guide of my life, this will be the guide of my kids, that I will pass this down to my kids. I know I'm getting a little excited and I apologize to those sitting on the front row, I'm spitting a little bit, but. (laughs) But I love you enough to tell you this is that we're at a crossroads. That we need to to make up our mind of what the truth is going to be. Because there's only one in our life. And it's God's Word. I want to ask you to stand to your feet. I'm going to dismiss you in just a few moments and, but I want to, I want us to pray, but I want to ask you just to bow your heads and, you know, the greatest truth you can know today is that you have a God that is crazy about you, that he gave his only son to die for your sins. The greatest truth today is for you to know that you're loved, no matter what you've done in your life, no matter how bad you've messed up. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. The truth is that God loves you. And right there as you stand, you can receive His love The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. He forgives us. You can pray that prayer right there where you're at. I want to pray over us today, and I'm going to dismiss us. If you came today and you want to give in the offering today, our offering boxes are in the back. I want to encourage you to, to, to give today. Uh, you guys are incredibly generous. But if there's those of you that need prayer today, our, our prayer team is going to be down here at the front. They would love to pray for you and they're going to be down here as long as needed uh, after we dismiss if you want to make your way down. But I want to dismiss us today. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for the truth that we can know in our hearts, God. Father, I pray that today that we would awaken God, in all of our hearts, God. And we would see the deception that we have been seduced by a world into believing that we can all have our own truth. Father, today I pray in your name that, God, we would all be people that would build a relationship with truth that we would not just know the truth, but we would love the truth. And we would allow that truth to bring maturity, bring about change in our lives. Father, I pray as we go today, God, as we dismiss this service, God, I pray that today, God, throughout this day, you would speak into our hearts, God. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. If you like the content of this podcast, you're gonna love our YouTube channel. Subscribe at youtube.com slash creekwoodchurch for video messages and full services uploaded weekly.